Atlanta Times, a podcast of Christ Church Presbyterian in Charleston, South Carolina. This is episode 62, and I'm here again with our pastors, uh, Ross Hodges and John Payne. And it's been a good while since you've actually been back together, Phyllis. Yeah, it's good to be back together. And uh, one of our uh, members that moved to Atlanta um, was visiting on Sunday, and he says he's been hitting the refresh button for three months on his uh, <laughs> on his podcast uh, feed and uh, seeing nothing. So I, I told him we were going to get back at it this week, and he was happy. He is one of our seven listeners. Yep. So we're, yeah. <laughs> and to the rest of the cyberspace world, we're sorry, but we're back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're, Gabe, you're wrapping things up at Call to Charleston, or are all finished now? We're all officially finished. I think it was uh, last Friday that we officially finished everything. So we're now starting with the summer schedule of research and tenure and promotion preparation. Oh, wow. Okay. That so, means you go sit on the beach and put your toes in the sand. Oh, yeah. Thing. You just <laughs> go to the beach and relax. So you're done failing all your students from the school? <laughs> <laughs> Is that all finished? Well, you always got to have a bell curve. So uh, only a certain amount fail. F plus, F minus. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Ross, how are things going with you? Busy house, three little ones running around? Yeah. And things are great. Uh, we got a we, we had a special treat last night. We decided to get a water table for the kids. And so uh, while we ate dinner, they soaked themselves uh, while we watched. What is a water table? Oh, it's just a little table that you put water in. It has little toys on it, and the kids ah. get to splash around in it. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so, it, uh, so life is a little more peaceful during dinner time <laughs> and, now. And remind our, our listeners how old the kids are. Uh, we have a three-year-old, a one-and-a-half-year-old, and an almost ten-month-old. Wow, so busy, so, busy. Things are a little busy at the Hodges household, busy. but it's good. It's good. Full full hands, but fuller heart. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. And John, we are uh, in uh, the summer season at Christ Church. You just finished a, a long and uh, wonderful, not terribly long, but a wonderful series through the book of Daniel, but you have now embarked on uh, a series, a summer series on the Holy Spirit. Mm. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, your reasoning uh, for that and, and some of the topics you're going to be covering? Sure. Yeah. Really, I think it's been a subject uh, that, of course, um, I've been interested in for for a long time. Um, the Holy Spirit is the third person of the of the Trinity, and uh, I think that if uh, we're going to understand who God is and uh, what He has done, is doing, and, and shall do, we need to understand the person and, and work of the Holy Spirit. And mm-hmm. as Reformed Presbyterians, we are we are often uh, uh, caricatured as the, the frozen chosen, as mm-hmm. it were, really uh, communicating that we don't you know, show much emotion and that perhaps we're not uh, walking or worshiping in the Spirit as we ought and those kinds of things. And there's probably some truth to that. I I do, I do think that um, there are a lot of misunderstandings about the Holy Spirit that uh, need to be corrected. There's a lot of error in the, in the broad evangelical church um, about uh, who the Holy Spirit is and, 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 and what he does, mm-hmm. uh, that, he's a, that he's a someone and not a something. He's a mm-hmm. person. Uh, he, mm-hmm. He's not an it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Holy Spirit is a he. And... Um, and also that uh, understanding the relationship between the Spirit and the Word yeah. is, is so crucial. Um, many today, of course, are 
uh, saying things like, I, I, the Holy Spirit told me this, and the Holy Spirit told me that, and, and, the, and the Holy Spirit uh, told me to tell you this, and mm-hmm. this kind of thing. What are we supposed to make of all of that? Yeah. Even, there are even so-called Reformed believers that are using this kind of language to convey their form of, of piety and, and spirituality. What are we supposed to think of that? And so we're going to walk through um, 13 weeks of, of sermons on, on the Holy Spirit and hopefully uh, make, uh, you know, grow in our understanding of who he is. And, and, and even more importantly than growing in understanding uh, will be to, to walk with him in greater intimacy mm. and love. Um, of course, the one uh, informs the other for sure. But we don't want this to be an academic exercise. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want it to be that which translates into spirit-filled lives. I'm afraid we're very full of ourselves mm-hmm. and full of the world in the church. And we want to be filled with the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. Now, what do you brothers think that in Reformed circles, I, I've grown up in the Reformed church uh, all my life, um, and I don't know that I've ever heard a sermon series on the Holy Spirit. Uh, that, that There seems to be sort of a, a, a neglect of the topic. Um, why, do, why do you think that is? Well, I mean, I can take some stabs at it. I'm kind of an immigrant to reform things in general, but I think today there's a lot of superstition that surrounds the Holy Spirit because of what's attributed today to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people have a natural angst against teaching on it because it, there's this fear that I may become like, the craziest form of charismatics that we tend to see, where, kind of what uh, John has already mentioned, where you're claiming direct, audible revelation from God through the Holy Spirit. You have people claiming to be prophets and prophesying from, in kind of an inspiration sort of language going on. And then there's some of the things that are just, you know, silly, like the Benny Hinn crusade stuff you mm-hmm. see where the Holy Spirit is thrown at the audience in one sense. And so, you think that's wrong? Yeah, no, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so so did know, I, does that mean I wasted my $10 I sent to many hands? Yeah, so, you know, the Holy Spirit being thrown at crowds of people or the Holy Spirit producing holy laughter where you laugh, you know, uncontrollably hysterically, mm. where we have uh, revivals and the new blessings that arrive, new things the Holy Spirit is. And I think... Much of the angst, you can say, is usually associated with the superstitions people believe about the Holy Spirit. And I think the result is to overcompensate. It is to say, we don't want to be them, so we'll just focus on uh, Trinity, salvation, predestination, election, and Christology. We'll ignore the other major part of your systematic theology, which is the work of the Holy Spirit, the true work that yes. he does. Mm-hmm. Maybe we spend more time talking about, if we do talk about the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit does not do uh-huh. and who he is not, mm-hmm. instead of the positive aspects. And I, I think that's one of the reasons I'm really excited about this sermon series, John, is that you are going to be positively laying uh, before our people. Uh, this is who the, the third person of the Trinity is. This is what he does. This is... Uh, an aspect of our God that you know of who He is, what we uh, want to understand about even the His working in our own life. Yes, and and that's I think what uh, Gabe has said is is so true. Uh, we sometimes um, marginalize the person and work of the Holy Spirit, 
in our in our thinking in our Christian lives because yeah we we are afraid that that maybe uh, all of that stuff that's going on in the charismatic churches Pentecostal churches is is of his doing and so we're not quite sure if we really want to get too close to him uh, you know while we may not think that's right on the top of our head it may be in our subconscious I don't know um, and then another um, another reason why we uh, marginalize the Holy Spirit I believe I think this is the main reason is that we really do not want to relinquish control mm. of our lives and for every Christian believer uh, the Holy Spirit wants control mm-hmm. he wants us to yield to him mm-hmm. and we oftentimes as Christians get comfortable with our 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 sins yeah. uh, we, mm. we protect them and we don't want the Holy Spirit to go into particular rooms in our house mm-hmm. as it were uh, to to disrupt things and to change things and that's exactly what the the, the Holy Spirit will do mm-hmm. when we yield to him and we we trust him and we love him uh, he will he will uh, get in your business mm-hmm. and he, he will he will transform you more and more mm-hmm. in the image of Christ he will conform your life to scripture and <clears throat> that's exactly what we should want him to do uh, which is why being a sincere Christian is walking in the spirit and not in the flesh. Amen. Walking according to the kingdom ethic and values rather than walking according to the world's uh, ethics and, and values. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm, my prayer for this, this series is that it will really challenge all of us, uh, myself uh, included, to walk more closely uh, with the Spirit and to give Him more control of my life and to recognize where I may be quenching the Spirit uh, in my life. We, we've talked about that, didn't we, uh, in the opening sermon, that the Holy Spirit is a person because uh, a force, you know, the law of gravity can't be quenched, as it were. Mm-hmm. Uh, a force or an energy can't be quenched, but... Uh, a person uh, right. can be grieved, yeah. or quenched, and so what in our lives may be grieving the person of the Holy Spirit in our lives and and um, quenching his influence? Those are some things we want to to discuss. Yeah, amen. And I would also say that it's been said that if you were having a discussion about, say, eschatology, and you had fifteen people in the room you're probably going to get 17 different opinions, right? (laughs) I think the honest statement is that's also true about the Holy Spirit. If you put about 12 to 15 people in a room and ask them questions on what the Holy Spirit is doing, you're going to get 12 to 15 different answers. Mm. So a very basic question would be, for instance, what does it mean to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit? Multiple different answers to that question depending upon who you ask. For instance, another question would be, how does the Holy Spirit work in your sanctification? Um, because some of the uh, listeners may know that in the early parts of the charismatic Pentecostal movement, we had what was called the higher life teaching. That's deeply connected to actually charismatic Pentecostal sort of beliefs. Second baptism. Second baptism sort of stuff. And then there's the most clear today kind of uh, distinction or controversy would be the apostolic gifts. Mm. 
And so oftentimes when people speak about the Holy Spirit, they only focus on the controversial parts of it, such as are the apostolic gifts currently t around today or have they ceased? Uh, do we let go and let God? Um, do we still hear the Spirit speaking? Those are the controversial things, but I think one of the things that's more important to say is that there are many things the Holy Spirit does which we wouldn't consider to be flashy or in your face. Right. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about the Holy Spirit in creation, we're speaking about something that we all should agree upon. When we say in the Nicene Creed, he is the Lord and giver of life, mm -hmm. that we all confess that to be true, but that isn't something people tend to explain or focus on. Right. When we talk about the Holy Spirit in conversion or regeneration, again, we all believe that in some way, but we tend not to praise the Holy Spirit for those works that are kind of hovering behind the scenes sort of things. So it kind of goes back to things you talk about in other podcasts, that there's the tendency to attribute the Holy Spirit only to the miraculous and to the surprising. Yes. We don't attribute the Holy Spirit's work to the ordinary and the sustaining work that yes. he does. Yes. And that really goes down to at the heart what the Holy Spirit is actually doing. Uh, it's one thing to debate the controversies. It's another thing to say, how is the Holy Spirit sustaining this world, sustaining the church, sustaining Christians, and building Christians? Yes, and doing so, as you say, in very ordinary ways uh, mm -hmm. through the, the weekly Sabbath, the mm -hmm. administration of the means of word, sacraments, and prayer, and uh, it's like a, when you see those mighty oak trees around mm -hmm. Charleston, they didn't, they didn't just grow up overnight or mm -hmm. a moment. Mm -hmm. uh, it took many, many years as a, a tree over at Middleton Plantation that is, is a thousand years old. Mm -hmm. uh, to, to think of um, all that that uh, tree has, uh, has seen, as it were, mm -hmm. <clears throat> in history. Um, the Holy Spirit <clears throat> has been a, a confusing topic for people as well uh, uh, because of what was launched out of the Azusa Street Revival in, in the early 20th century in, in California. All, all the confusion comes out of California. <laughs> um, but really prior to, to that 1906 Azusa Street Revival in Los Angeles, you didn't have as much of this democratization of the spirit as you as you do now this this idea that uh, you have kind of unmediated access to God through the spirit that that Jesus's person and work is yeah it's there but it really doesn't have a whole lot to do with me and my experience with God by the Holy Spirit right yeah. and so to understand creation properly we understand it as a trinitarian work the undivided work of god mm -hmm. the, uh, there are distinctions in that work but it's undivided they all are involved in it and they and the father uh creates through the son right. by the holy spirit the holy spirit hovers above the waters and the chaos and the uh the, the deeps um and uh, the void the formlessness and he and he makes that creation beautiful uh, and he brings light and life and he is the Lord and giver of life as, as we confess in the Nicene Creed 
and he, the Spirit does the same thing in the in the hearts and lives of, of the elect. He sure. he he goes into their formlessness and void, as it were, uh, and he and he unites them to Christ, and he makes them alive, and he and he beautifies, he fructifies their life with the fruit of the Spirit, mm-hmm. and he transforms them. And this is the work of the Spirit, and it's God uh, uh, purposing this and. And Jesus accomplishing this redemption, and the Spirit applying this redemption, and and, and is at work, and and it's but it's not just those things. It's it's in providence. It's in the, as you say earlier the ma- the maintaining mm-hmm. of creation, the sustenance of creation, and the maintaining sustenance of of the, the Christian, mm-hmm. um, of the, the the object of of grace. So this Azusa Street revival, it did launch us into sort of uh, an age of, of the charismatic age, as it were, that has spread like wildfire all across South America, uh, Africa, China, mm-hmm. and in these places where we give praise to God that, that there's a, uh, a lot going on in terms of Bible preaching and so forth. We, of course, are concerned that a lot of what people are embracing is actually a very unbiblical mm-hmm. approach to Christianity. Because if... If the Holy Spirit takes center stage in any church, then you know that is a false spirit because mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, it, he, he lives as it were, and he has come to this earth as it were, sent to this earth to glorify Christ. Amen. So if the gospel is being marginalized and Christ is, is a footnote in the worship and in the preaching, and the Holy Spirit is... Is is this the one who's being focused on and centered on? Well, then uh, you're actually uh, saying something about the Spirit that is that He wouldn't even say about Himself. It's mm-hmm. true. That's so, right. yeah. uh, so while the Holy Spirit is God, His role is to glorify Christ and to and to and and Christ to bring us to the Father. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these are these are important things that are going to help us as Christians to know how to worship. Uh, faithfully according to scripture to know how to pray mm-hmm. what how, how does jesus command us to pray you are to say our father, father and we do so in the name of, the name of christ, jesus, jesus christ in the power and enablement of the holy spirit of the holy spirit Amen. and so worship prayer uh creation redemption understanding the personal work of the holy spirit is going to help us uh, to understand who God is and how to live in, in light of Him. Amen. Well, I think we're uh, all very excited for this uh, this series. And uh, if you are listeners want to tune in for that, you can do so on our website at uh, www.christchurchcharleston.org or also on iTunes. You can search for Christ Church Presbyterian there and sign up for the, the sermon podcast. And we invite you to join us. And uh, we also invite you to join us as we uh, continue on with our Between the Times episodes uh, next time. So please stay tuned.